Season two, episode two, Gangs of London. Here we sit, another episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders. Josh, I'm Daniel, and uh, once again, we have a nameless episode as as Corin Hardy and, and and our boys like to do over here in Gangs of London territory. And so what we'll do is we'll spoil the episode. We'll give our uh, our best thoughts for it. And and Josh, as we as we move forward here, recording this on October 9th, today, Across the Pond, filming began on season three of Gangs of London, according to Sope Derisu's Instagram page. So it is quite fitting that we decided to cover this show on this month and this week. Oh yeah, you know, you know, we always, we always like to have good timing around here, so uh, no, it's always it's always it's always good timing to do that. Yeah, it works out well that they're starting the filming, so at least we know that that Elliot's going to survive into season three. That's not really a a question now that we've seen the, the pictures from the beginning of them filming it today um, for the new season. So here we sit, and and Josh, this episode uh, might have been the most convoluted episode with the most plot lines going on at once, and it, what's weird about it is we had a writer, Lauren Sakiri, who only wrote one episode of the show prior, season one, episode six. And so here she gets the writing credit, the sole writing credit. Episode one had three different writers, including the show's showrunners, the two creators of the show. So it it certainly is a step in a different direction. And how do we want to uh, tackle, maybe just go character by character because everyone seems to be involved in the same plot now but yet they're characterizing it in, in separate scenes yeah we can go character by character i mean there's a lot to unpack here all right buckle in folks grab your water get some food or make sure to hit the cruise control on your car because here we sit and and we we start with a very uh picturesque italian countryside as billy is living his best roy family life um with his sister jacqueline his niece who seems to have grown, right? It feels like it's been maybe five or six months since the baby's birth. Yeah, definitely. I think that's also on purpose. You know, little details that shows a sign of a good of good showmaking is little details to explain you time jumps. They don't have to tell you verbatim how long has, has passed. So I think that that's a pretty good assumption there. So uh, Marianne's mom's, in, or uh, Marianne, who is uh, Billy's mom's employee, the, the black woman, found him told him that Elliot is back in London. He wants to exact his revenge, that is Billy, on Elliot, even though Jacqueline doesn't want him to, thinks that it's going to ruin his life if he tries to um, kill Elliot, which most likely will end up doing. Then he meets up with his mom. When do we think that they have seen each other last? Do we think they've even seen each other at all since the end of season one? I don't think so. I don't. I think that they've been disconnected since, to be honest. Since, since everything, everything that's happened with Sean... And everything I, I agree feel like that that caused a rift we see some at some point in the episode when Billy's shooting up again which we'll probably get up get to we see a tattoo that has Sean's name on it so I would imagine there's probably a rift between Marion and Billy and probably some uh level of Billy thinking that Marion's culpable for Sean's death kind of thing so I I think that that's a good assumption that they haven't talked yeah and even into this argument that we get between mom and son here Billy wants her to just let it be, like get rid of the gang lifestyle and just move on. And 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 Marianne is is so not about that. She has she is embracing the, the the matriarch vibes of this episode. She is trying to pull all the strings. She's trying to be the the queen um, of of the realm here. And so as we kind of move forward, I'm gonna 
we're going to get back to the end of, of Billy's storyline, obviously, when everything comes to a head in the uh, Middle Eastern grocery store. But as, as we hand things off to Marianne, we get her and a little bit more of her stuff with all of the gun sales, talking to Luann, trying to coordinate when the next shipment of guns is going to come in. Luann is then telling her that Koba has seized the guns, but they need them quickly. And then it, it zooms out to find out that Marianne is being played by all of these main characters. It's Ed, Luann, and Koba. And Koba holding Luann's uh, white Life. hostage yeah. there and, and, and that whole madness. And then the, the Marianne storyline kind of wraps up here with us finding out that she is using Finn's money that he filtered into Floriana's future. And so that's when our, our, our main, you know, bad guys, you know, Luan and, and, and Koba and, and Ed all together find out that Floriana must be working with Marianne. So those are the sprinkles that we got from, from the Marianne Billy storyline here. Did I, did I miss anything there in terms of where she's sitting at? No, I think that's pretty much it, but I think that's a huge, like all of that is, is very important. Um, one, do you think that my, my response is to that? Cause all that's head on the nose. So that's kind of just the plot with Marianne and what's going on. We find out a lot about, and that's the first time that we get Floriana mentioned. So like, there's your answer as to whether or not Floriana is going to have a main focus into the season. There you go. She's going to come up later in the, in the show. Do you think that Marianne knows that Koba kind of duped Luan into calling her and giving her all that information? I, I, I have a hunch. Maybe. Yeah, I think everything she's going to say is with too a grain good. of salt. It's like, yeah. You know, like, in all these kind of shows, when you get somebody on the line and someone's, like, kind of holding you at gunpoint to say something, uh, I, I don't think that she's going to fall for it. I, I think that she knows that phones may be, you know, tapped, that people may be listening in. So I'm interested to see if she really thinks that Luan, that, that Luan was talking from his own uh, – on his own volition there. What do you think? I, you know, I, I think in, in, in a way, in this world that she's in, she probably thinks everyone's against her. Right, so even right. Luan, even if she's right, exactly right. right. She's probably thinking, all right, this guy's got something up his sleeve. These are all bad, bad men. Um, and so before we kind of get over to Elliot's whole side, we'll talk a little bit more about this bad men. So we, we, we see Ed for the first time in this episode early on him leaving a voicemail for Alex, which is obviously heartbreaking. I and felt then, for Ed in this episode, man. Like, just for yeah. like 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 the acting of this episode on his part was was really really good. I I wrote only like very very brief notes. Um, but every single time I saw Ed cry, I made a note. Like that time when he when he gets into the car and he like realizes that's after, um, Asif tells him yeah. that Alex has jumped off of the building. Um, tries to make him feel better. You know, it's not your fault. Blah blah. blah. Obviously, Ed knows that it's it's his fault that he got him into this life. Um, so he kind of feels a level of culpability there. And then he gets into the car and you see his eyes water and you start seeing him crack a little bit. And then that was pretty tough to see. Yeah, Ed did show a little bit of humanity here, right? He's very upset at Koba for getting Luan's wife involved. Koba really undermines Ed in this episode. He calls him Eddie twice, which you just don't do in this like adult gang world. You don't you don't call someone Eddie, yeah, it's know, like it's it's like calling someone who's a doctor, and they who, a lot of doctors like to be called doctor, yeah, like you know Doctor Daniel, but but no, but it's like calling him doctor and then him be calling him Eddie and or, or or not calling him doctor and calling him by their first name. They they take offense to that. It's, it's very similar here. 
Yep. And uh, and that's when Koba drops this good line where he says, if you're stupid enough to have a yep. family oh, in wrote, this lifestyle. I wrote it down too. Oh, my God. That then they a- are fair game. That one hit me deep, right? If you're stupid enough to have a family, then that means that they're fair game. Yep. It's, it was pretty powerful, pretty crazy. Obviously, we know this guy is ruthless. Like, he is... He's top five in villains and Peaky and Gangs of Wanted for sure. Yeah, it's, it's certainly good. And then that carries us into Ed getting upset at Asif for letting Koba take Luan's wife. And then that's when Asif breaks the news about Alex, which is a good uh, distracting piece there for Asif to avoid having that conversation. And that's when Ed starts crying, meets up with his daughter, Shannon, who is very unsurprisingly good at, at shooting video games. Clearly not a, not a shocker here for us, but the son, Danny's like, whoa, you're so good at that. Yeah. And, uh, and Shannon's like, get the fuck out of here. Get out of my life. Doesn't want anything to do. Bad episode for Ed. He loses pretty much all of his family involved here. And that's when, um, I'm I'm saving Elliot for the end. That's when Asif, Asif gets into some stuff that I'm, I'm not quite following exactly. You know, there's like, there's the, the opening episode scene from last episode where that guy Foz or Faz has to kill his best friend. And then Asif gets involved with that in some way. And then uh, Koba gets involved in that with some way. That, that's that's one thing with the Georgians and the Algerians. I'm just kind of letting it all flow without thinking too much into it. Yeah, I think that this kind of like, we'll, we'll find out more as the season goes along. But uh, pretty pretty crazy. We we see Basim, is it Basim or Basem? get hit he, he's the one who gets hit in the fish shop when he's talking to his niece but do um, we know what they were saying to each other she she was just saying like i don't think that we can trust hakeem because her cousin faz was the one who was eating the bullets you remember in the first episode yeah yeah so was faz told the her that he killed the the best friend right. guy and he's basically saying she's basically saying like, watch out who you can trust and then he was like, what are you talking about? You know, you've always been too smart for your own good. And then he gets hit. Who do we think killed so him? I, I feel like it was one of our, our people killed him. I think it might have been, um, it might have been uh, Elliot. That's what I thought. And then Elliot went to yeah. go console her after in like some sort of two-pronged I think, effort. I, maybe it was, it was, it was Elliot. I think it was Elliot, to be honest. Yeah, I, I agree with there. I agree there. Yeah. Um, before we get to Elliot, though, um, there's one more bit of of uh cleaning up to do otherwise and that is the situation where i'm not sure exactly whose crime scene that was that you know you know when 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 koba's sitting in a crime scene he's like my men were hit this doesn't look like luan was that the beginning crime scene where the elliot did last episode that's the only thing i wasn't sure when he went and killed some people you know the guy had a hole in his eye i felt like that might have been something that Elliot had done. And then Elliot walks into that scene and that's when Ed and Elliot first saw each other. And Ed's like, what are you doing here? Why are you with Shannon? That was one that I was little, like if you listeners know anything and, and can follow the Algeria storyline better than we can, that yeah. would be one where I, I'd love to kind of reach out there. But um, I think we've waited long enough. We get into Elliot here and Elliot's first scene of this episode, Josh, is him really grasping with the idea of alex's death it's not mm-hmm. going well he's seeing flashbacks um and then he calls with the head woman and wants to see his dad and then as he finally does see his dad his dad's all beaten up he's in a really nice home and i believe he hides the jump drive inside his dad's like sink or something like that mm-hmm. and then we find yeah. out that marianne's top lady who was the one who went out and got billy is watching him so all of this kind of converges here in, into how Billy is able to find Elliot 
because Marianne's people are somehow, somehow, how does she know what home he's in? Who knows? But that was well done there, taking pictures of there. And then we, we reverse all the way back to the beginning when Elliot is told to meet up with a Georgian friend who has a problem. And then we find out it's Koba. And I really like that, that twist to bring Elliot back into the fold with our main bad guys. Yeah, and I, I really want, like, I'm, I'm waiting yeah. for the episode where, Jump in. where uh, Koba just gets annihilated. Like, I, I cannot wait to see, to see that guy die. Like, that guy you, is the worst. You've turned 180, because last episode you said you really didn't want him to die for a while. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, when like when that happens, oh, he's, yeah. he's obviously dying. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that Koba's going to die. He serves a great purpose for the plot, like, to be that guy, that that, that ruthless motherfucker. Um, and so... Uh, I I have a feeling that Elliot is going to uh is is gonna kill him in a very very brutal, but right rightfully so, brutal death. So um, Koba's episode was was the star of the show in terms of of brutality once again. Yes, and so this is where we get a little bit of of uh, of of loosening up where Koba's saying, "Oh, I heard you can help me," and Elliot's like, "Well, this is a special case." Koba's yeah. like, what does that mean? And Elliot's like, you have to say please, which I thought yeah. was really funny because then 10, five minutes later, Koba does say please. And so this is where I really um, liked the human side of things because Koba needs help finding the person who killed his driver, which this yeah. is an area I have no guesses on. It could tie in in any way. They don't think it was Luan. They think maybe it was Marianne, but it's not necessarily her style. I really liked how they had like a his favorite soccer team flag rap, rapping him. I don't know if you caught that. It was like FC... It was like FC Colo soccer <laughs> some, team. Some, some like Georgian soccer team. Yeah, exactly. And so that's kind of how much sports is beloved around this world, um, especially in, in Eastern Europe. And so Elliot needs to use his cop skills. He tries to find the killer using CCTV, gets no luck there. And then that kind of leads on like a dot, dot, dot. Do we get anything else there in like the Koba Elliot helping? No, not really. I just think that what that more so showed was that Elliot really doesn't fear this guy. Um, and that's what I really gathered with that whole interaction where he asked him to say, please, he kicks the soccer ball. Um, just, and I, I think it also like sent a message to Koba, like, okay, like I can't do my intimidation tactics with this guy. He's not going right. to take my shit. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that comes into play later in the season. It's kind of foreshadowing. I think. I thought there were two Peaky Blinder parallels in this episode. The first was the music. The music uh, was very peaky, right? I wrote, I yeah, Shazam, the first song when we were in um, the home, I remember which home it was, but I think it was, Billy Billy was involved uh, in, in some sort, and it was a very grungy type of rock song. Yeah, it was called yeah. Slow Blues by Thin Lizzy. I think it's when Billy was meeting with his mom. Yes, 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 there it is. And uh, it was called Slow Blues by Thin Lizzy, and it was very grungy, kind of... Uh, rock and roll i guess it was it was rock um but it was kind of like heavy metal slash like moderate rock and so that was a very very peaky blinders-esque song and then we get a lot of very slow tunes as you pointed out when you're watching you texted me um some sad some sad music which is what we get in peaky blinders and i thought the music parallel was spot on with peaky blinders here yeah and uh and then the other one was exactly what you were just touching on there josh in the world where Elliot has nothing to lose, right? Like he's not scared of Koba because he literally has his entire life at threat from the most powerful people. He is not going to be scared of one person. That reminded me of when Tommy Shelby felt like he was a dead man, right? After he survived the season one finale, season two finale. 
the when he got thrown into the box from the Churchill, the Churchill guy saves him. That from that moment on, he felt like I am dead. Oh. Everything yeah, else. Season two, season two, episode six. Season that was two right after now. the uh that was after that was after Cheltum. Uh, Cheltum. Episode fuck, yeah. not Cheltum. Um, so that's kind of how I felt with Elliot this episode. He really felt like I don't give a fuck. And then it, it comes to a head here when he meets with the head of MI6 or whoever that man is who tortured him at the end of season one. He meets with him in the church, tries to get him to help him escape these people because Alex wouldn't help with the jump drive. So now this uh very you know distinguished black man i don't even know his name right we just know that he's the guy who tortured elliot at the end of season one he's the one who meets with him in the church and elliot tries to get him out so he gives him some information from the jump drive he's obviously not going to give him the whole thing so we've got that plot line going on and then finally we get to the main scene of this episode josh and it lasted a long time and uh it starts with billy calling his sister and jacqueline saying did you do it did you do it and billy's quiet and he hear the niece or the you know the, the nephew or niece calling for him and and Jacqueline really wants him home and Billy's about to shoot up the heroin and then he, he does. doesn't do it at the last second. No, he doesn't he does. do it. It was in his arm. He doesn't do it. I promise. It he looked like it was in it. his arm. He was about to push and he didn't. He never. Right. He Man, never entered the, the blood. That's my oversight, but I I I don't like watching heroin shoot ups and and I'm very bad with needles like Breaking Bad I told you I, I don't watch yeah, that so not, didn't go well for you maybe, um, maybe maybe I missed that but uh it was he was drinking he was about yeah. to relapse heavy um that was a big uh character development for Billy kind of showing that if you're showing that that he's kind of above it I think like that he's kind of overcoming he's that. not he I think he's not doing well right he's showing he's not doing well he's struggling he's seeing his brother in his mind and then he sees his brother's name on the forearm which prevents him from shooting that's what i that's what i took yeah. out of the scene um and that might come into what we see at the end here and so then um we see elliot saving this middle eastern girl and maybe the reason why she was in trouble who knows um and billy walks up puts a gun up to elliot Coming from the other end are all of these Algerian guys that are mad that whoever's shooting up, you know, the, our, 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 our uncle. Um, and it comes to a hold where Billy misses the shot. He shoots at Elliot, misses the shot. You it think looks that was like, on purpose? No, I think he just missed. Okay. All right. I, I personally think he just missed. I agree. Um, I agree. And, uh, and then as like the, it all comes to a end. I didn't really love the, the chasing scene here. I thought they do a really good job at fight scenes a lot and, and, in, in the show, I didn't love this one. It was a little frantic. And uh, yeah, honestly, like I don't love the, the shootout scenes and the, the, the running and stuff like it's good every now and then, but I, it, it, it can be overdone and, and it can be overkill. Um, the show has a lot of it. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't my cup of tea in this episode specifically. I loved everything up until Billy clicked that trigger. Because in the next 10 minutes, I was kind of, you know, kind of like in a yeah. Marvel movie when you kind of yeah. just phase out. That's kind of yeah. how I felt with that. You're kind of just um, waiting to, for it to get to the end of the scene to see what yeah. happens. Like, you know, so exactly. that, that's, that's also how exactly I felt. And then Billy ends up in the in the water somehow and Elliot's chasing him. Uh, but so are other people. And then this is where the big moment comes because Sean saves him. And we're like, how reliable is the narrator here? Did Sean die? I do remember, and like, I don't know if this was a dream I had, but I feel like at the end of us covering, and this obviously it was a dream because it was freaking April 2020, which is a it didn't even exist in this I know. in this universe. <laughs> we were like, I remember us being like, is Sean dead? Remember, we, we did we did think that at the end of season one. We're like, is he really gonna die? Are they really gonna kill Joe Cole he, off? 
I think it was like so clear that he died. He got shot. They like shot a million- him through the neck, like through the neck. He got shot, and then they went and found him dead. So I do think he's going to be dead. But they show the view from Elliot, and it does show Joe Cole going to grab his brother and bring him into the car. So it is certainly going to be interesting to see. But how is it, are you goes. sure that, it, that from Elliot's view that you saw Joe Cole and not I'm just a body? I'm figure? certain. I'm certain it looked like we can go back and watch the end. I'm certain it looked like him, but again, it might have looked like him. And so they they use the actor Joe Cole right. for our purposes, and then right. we find out that maybe it's just a guy that looks like him, or maybe he's alive. And but that would be pretty crazy to do it with Marianne and with with Sean to have them both come back from the dead. But at the same time, I would be all in on Joe Cole being back and being Sean Wallace again for this season, just to be clear. I would be all in on it. I don't give a shit. Modern technology revived him back to life. I don't care. Maybe that body that we saw that was dead was was like a dummy to throw people. I don't know. I'm down. I'm all in. I don't care. I don't even need them to explain it. (laughs) You know that I don't like like unrealistic things in shows. I don't even give a shit. I want Joe Cole. I think it would make the show so good. I want him to triumph over all of these fucks, all of these gang leaders, these investors. I want him to win. Um, and I think that'd be cool. I don't know, but we'll we'll see. This is the beauty of you and I not binging the shit out of it and watching it episode by episode, even though it's all out, no spoilers for us. We're just going it with the flow. Um, this is this is the way that, that, that it definitely should be done. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, one other thing, we get we get our 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 dose of brutality in this episode. Yeah. Um, the the scene where Asif is having dinner with the with the lawyer, um, trying to get to the funds, I believe. So I think that is yes. I think he's trying to get the rights to Finn's funds, right? That he gave to Floriana, I believe. I think that he's probably the um, the executor of of Finn's estate. So yes. basically, he gets to choose what to do with the money, and he he does he doesn't realize who he's dealing with really. And Asif says, oh, you don't want to you don't want to do what I asked. Well, here come Koba's three Georgian men to yeah. stand over you. And the lawyer still wasn't budging. And then he said, are you sure? Are you sure? Again, ask him again. The guy takes the knife that, 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 that they're using to uh, to cut the steak and just plants it right into the guy's uh, hand. Brutal. Blood's going everywhere. Uh Obviously, he probably is going to lose a, figure, a finger or feeling in his finger, but ultimately, Asif gets what he wants, and I think that Koba and everyone and Asif are going to have access to those to those funds. Um, we'll see what happens with that, but that's a pretty big development in the plot because it has to do with how the guns are being funneled and how the money's being funneled, and we'll see what happens there. I'm excited to find out, Josh. I, I It's one of those where I will say I was tempted to just click start episode three. I, I was know, really man. tempted. I, I was really tempted. We're going to have to jump right into it. And we cannot wait to do this journey with you all. As always, feel free to send us emails at bootpeakyblinders at gmail.com um, and, and give us your thoughts. We have a lot of questions for you fans. And, and I won't say that we're always on top of our game, but this one we're, we're certainly locked into this show and excited to uh to answer some of these and i do think it's fun you know there's a lot of podcasters that i listen to that try to answer every question it's sometimes fun to just be like hey i don't really know what's going on with the algerians we're just gonna wait and let the show tell us you know yeah i mean this is just a very confusing show we have a lot of different ethnicities a lot of different nationalities a lot of different leaders who are in cahoots with each other people who are not in cahoots people who are kind of playing two-faced with each other like it's very hard to decipher what's what in the show especially two episodes in when they're just kind of laying the foundations to where the plot's going to end up 
later down the line of the season. So I'm really excited to see how it's tied all together. I think it's a masterful show. It's, it's the best show on, on, on Max right now. There's nothing really else going on. Netflix, Apple TV, Hulu. Like this is this is the show to watch. Um, and I'm I'm excited that we're breaking it down. It's the closest thing to Peaky that we've had since Peaky started, to be honest. So that's that's awesome. I love the parallels to Peaky. It's a very similar type of show. It really is modern Peaky Blinders. Like it, it really yeah. is. It is. It is. So I'm excited. I think I'm excited. Yeah. It it couldn't fit more perfectly for us for to have Peaky done. And now we have this show. I hope it keeps on going and we can kind of be a Gangs of London podcast. Who knows? Wow. Exciting, exciting stuff. Thanks so much for listening once again. Josh, I'm Daniel, and you're getting so you don't have to.